So I'm Jim Schultz, and welcome to the F-Cubed podcast. Today we are inside of the Faith F. So sometimes we do fitness, sometimes we do finance, and every once in a while we like to mix in a little bit of faith. Now, today what I want to talk about is I want to talk about sharing the gospel. I want to talk about actually shining Christ's light into the world that is around you. On the front end, however, I just want to be really clear. I'm just a regular guy, man. I'm just a regular dude who loves the Lord. I have no formal theological training. I have not been to seminary. I have not received any you know, certifications or awards or any credentials to speak of that actually put me in a position to speak hmm, authoritatively about the Bible, let's say. In fact, I'm actually really, really very much like our old friend C.S. Lewis. Now, in the foreword, I believe it was to Mere Christianity, he actually put, I'm just an amateur. I am just a beginner. Like, I'm just basically your regular guy. Like, I shouldn't even be here. Like, I shouldn't even be telling you the things that I'm about to tell you. Well, I feel very much the same way. Like, I feel very, very similar to how C.S. Lewis felt. And so keep that in mind as we're working through this. But nevertheless, I mean, you know, today is all about sharing the gospel in your world. And you probably aren't, you know, someone who has had formal theological training yourself. You probably aren't someone who has had, you know, formal seminary studies yourself. And so you might be wondering, yeah, I would kind of like to hear from someone that is a peer of mine. Right? This is not a vertical thing. This is very much a horizontal thing. And so that's kind of what I want to focus on here today. But the thing that I want to talk about, so let's actually, let's get to the point. For my Christian friends that are listening, I want to make sure that you are aware, that you remember, you should never feel like you are ill-equipped to share with the world around you. You should never feel like you are not ready to share with the circle that God has placed you in. I mean, if we look at, I mean, if we look at the Bible itself, right? I mean, you can go all throughout Scripture, right? There are so many examples, so many examples. I mean, David comes to mind. Gideon, Gideon comes to mind. Gideon is such a good example. So God called Gideon. He said, hey, I need you to do some incredible things for me. I need you to go, you know, basically lead, you know, your army into battle and destroy the, the Midianites. I believe it was. I might be misremembering, but I need you to go take your people into battle and you're going to win. And Gideon's like, yeah, I don't want to do it, man. Like, I'm not your guy, right? And so if you actually read through the story of Gideon, it's in Judges, I believe. Maybe I want to say like Judges 6, 7, 8, 9, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. But I think if you go to that general area of the Bible, you'll be, you'll be in pretty good shape. Gideon didn't even want to do it. In fact, Gideon didn't want to do it so badly that he actually kind of tested God several times with like the dew on the wool and the dew like not on the wool and all that kind of stuff. Like Gideon was like, all right, are you sure you've got the right guy? Because I really don't feel ready for this. Well, I think a lot of us, myself included, we feel a lot like Gideon. Like we feel a lot like, man, I'm not ready for this. Right? Like, yes, I know that I should be sharing the gospel with my friends, with my family members, with the people around me. I know all that stuff. I know I should be, you know, being a Christ-like example in the world that God has placed me in. But, man, it's hard. Like, I don't feel like I'm a good representation of Christ. Like, I don't feel like I'm a good, you know, 
indication of what a good Christian should look like. Well, guess what? Spoiler alert, none of us are, right? Guess what? Spoiler alert, you're not, and neither am I. And so when you think about that, and when you think about and remember, you know, the, the depravity of man, the fact that we're all just in this together, man, the fact that none of us are perfect, the fact that none of us are ahead of anyone else, the fact that none of us are better than anyone else, the fact that we all need a Savior, the fact that we all need Christ's perfection, right? That shouldn't leave you feeling ill-equipped. That shouldn't leave you feeling unready. That should hopefully leave you feeling very hopeful. That should hopefully leave you feeling very free. Very much like, man, we're all just in this together. I'm not behind anybody. I'm not ahead of anybody. Like, we're all just trying to do this thing together. And so that's what I want you to mostly take away from, you know, my words this morning or, you know, the podcast this morning or afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be checking this guy out. I've heard it said before that God doesn't equip the called. I'm sorry. I'm about to botch it. God doesn't call the equipped. That's what I want. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And so the story of Gideon is a great example. You know, the disciples are another great example. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, at first they were kind of resistant to the idea. Right. And I mean, some of them just kind of dropped their stuff and just went. But if you if you look at the disciples and you look at their relationship with Jesus and you look at, you know, what they did when Jesus was crucified. I mean, they fled the scene, man. They fled the scene. They didn't even want to be there. They didn't even want to be associated with them. And these were the guys that saw the miracles. These were the guys that touched and spoke with and ate with Jesus Christ himself. And then, of course, later on, they saw the risen Christ, and that's what completely changed their viewpoint. And then they become just radical, radical warriors for the truth. But it's really, really, I always find myself feeling encouraged when I think about a David or a Gideon or basically any of the disciples. And I'm like, yeah, these guys, these guys were not all there. These guys didn't exactly have, you know, all their I's dotted and T's crossed. Like, they didn't have their Instagram profiles looking all pristine. Like, these guys were kind of a ragtag group of dudes. Right? Like, these guys were just your average to below average guys. And I'm like, yeah, I can resonate with that. I can absolutely 100% resonate with that. And so, when you think about sharing the gospel with the world around you, you know, keep that in mind when it comes to the fact that you may not feel ready, you may not feel equipped, but that's okay. God has you exactly where he wants you. He has you exactly where he needs you. And he has you in the circle that you are in for a reason. The other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about here this morning, sharing the gospel, shining Christ's light onto the world. In my honest opinion, and again, I'm just a regular schmuck off the street. It's going to look different person to person and situation to situation. There will absolutely be times, there will absolutely be times in your life, you know, maybe once or twice, maybe a handful, maybe, maybe many, many times, you know, it's going to differ from one person to the next, but there will likely be times in your life when you will, you know, sit down with someone, crack open Hebrews, and then you will see that person commit their lives to Christ in that moment. And you will feel like, wow, I really had a big part in that. Like, that was really cool. It's so amazing that God allowed me to be you know, there for that moment. And it's like, wow, like I actually witnessed, you know, a salvation moment. Like that's probably going to happen to, you know, 
most Christians once or twice or maybe more times in their lives. But it's not always going to look that way, in my view. It's really not. Like sharing the gospel with the world around you. Living out a life that is centered on Christ. Shining Christ's light into the world that God has placed you in. Sometimes that might not be sharing Hebrews with someone or sharing Judges with someone. The old story of Gideon there. Sometimes it might just be being extra generous to your housekeeper or being extra generous to your bug guy. We have a great bug guy, so I was just thinking about that. He just came by the house and cleaned us all up, and now we're all safe from the bugs for a couple more months. But just being extra generous with the people around you that provide these services and these products and these, and these things that help your life be a lot easier, be a lot you know, less stressful, and all those things. And you're not being generous for material reasons. You're not being generous out of the abundance that God has blessed you with necessarily, although that might be a part of it. I think the generosity needs to be rooted in the gospel itself. I think the generosity needs to be a reminder of God's generosity towards you through his son, Jesus. Like, I think that's where the generosity has to be rooted. And then you never know what conversations that's going to start. Like, you don't know what doors that's going to open. Like, if you're extra generous with your, you know, your hairstylist or your, you know, whoever, right? They're like, wow, like, you're, you're, you're so generous. Like, why are you so generous? Like, that question is going to come your way a time or two. And that gives you a perfect opportunity to say something to the effect of, well, I mean, God has just so abundantly blessed me through his son Jesus that it's, just the, it's the least I can do. Like, something like that. It's simple. It's, you know, disarming. Right, You're not engaging in like these heavy, heavy theological discussions, although those times will come too, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second. But just from a generosity standpoint, I think there's a lot that you can do. There's probably more that you can do. And I'm just giving one example. Right, It doesn't have to be generosity per se. But that, I think, is one good example to share the gospel with the people around you. Hey, here's another good one. And as a man in this world, I resonate with this one a lot. Maybe not lusting over other women, right? Maybe not lusting over other women to respect your wife, to respect the other woman, right? To be obedient to Christ, to exercise, you know, one of the fruits of the Spirit, self-control. Man, that's, that's sharing the gospel in a way, right? Again, we're kind of, you know, we're outside the box here a little bit today. Maybe a little too far outside the box, to be frank. But nevertheless... To me, that is living a life that is Christ-like. To me, that is living a life that, you know, resembles Jesus. Now, hey, now I'm a man. I'm going to fall short. If you're a man and you're listening to this, you're going to fall short. Like, sin is always, you know, part of the human condition. And so it's not about perfection. It's not about trying to, you know, overcome sin once and for all in my life, in my heart, and, you know, through my lustful eyes or whatever, because I can't do that. I can never do that. Right? The only person who can do that is Christ. And the only time that he's going to do that is in the very end when he returns. And so that's not really what it's about. But it's like, man, if I can grow in that way, if I can grow, if I can move in that direction, and I can do so out of just sheer obedience for the word of God, I don't know, man, I feel like you're making a difference. I feel, well, I know for a fact you're making a difference in your own relationships with your wife, with your spouse, you know, with your friends or whatever. You're absolutely going to be having an impact in that regard. 
But I also feel like on a larger scale, those types of things can have an impact. Those types of things can really make a difference, right? So those are two examples. You've got the generosity example. You've got the self-control example. Here's another example that I think is something that we very easily forget. Like this is something that, you know, we just so easily let this one kind of slip through the cracks. Let's say you have a friend or a family member who is vehemently against Christ, vehemently against Christianity, vehemently has issues and problems with the Bible. I think just sitting and listening to that person in earnest, right? Sitting and just listening to that person, giving them space to vent, giving them space to air their grievances, giving them space to share with you what's on their heart and what they're struggling with. And doing so with the intention of just listening and learning. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. You want to be on the lookout for you know, opportunities to interject the truth where it's appropriate. To inter- interject, you know, the actual biblical, truthful foundation of the Christian faith. Like, don't get me wrong. You want to find opportunities for, uh, for you to do that. And, you know, those opportunities will arise from time to time for sure. But if you go into those situations just with open ears, open eyes, and just like, hey, you have my full attention. Like, I would really love to know, like, you know, you've mentioned before that you have a problem with the Bible. Like, you've mentioned before that, you know, Christianity is crazy. Like, you've mentioned before that, you know, the church is fill in the blank, whatever, right? I would really love to hear more about that if you want to share with me. Like, now, this is probably going to be a person that, you know, you've earned their trust to some degree. This is not going to be like an acquaintance. I don't know that I would use this as an icebreaker per se. I would probably wait a little bit beyond that point. But either way, it's like, man, if you go into that and you're like, hey, I really just want to learn more about where you're at. And I'm not, you know, you don't even have to say this necessarily. It's more valuable if you just act on this, I think. But don't listen in an attempt to jump out of the bushes and say, gotcha. Like, that's wrong, right? Now, of course, it's a fine line between, you know, not wanting to do that and then interjecting the truth. Like, I understand that. But I think that a lot of people that have a problem with, you know, Christianity or they have a problem with God in general or they have a problem with the Bible or any of those things, I think a lot of them have come up against some combative Christians. They've come up against, you know, some Christians that don't really want to listen. They just want to, you know tell you all about the Christian faith. They just want to tell you all the ways that you're wrong. They just want to tell you all the ways that you're living in sin. And they want to do all those kinds of things. As if the Christian themselves is any better than the non-Christian, because they aren't. None of us are, as we talked about a second ago. And so I think if you really just sit down with someone, a friend, a family member, again, someone that's kind of close to you that you've kind of you know, gotten to a level in the relationship where it would be appropriate to ask a question like this, Just say, hey, tell me a little bit more about that. And then honestly, just be quiet. Just be quiet and engage intently with your eyes, with your ears, with your body language. Just be like, man, I really want to know where you're at. And then when they get done sharing with you, maybe that's not the time to share the truth with them. Maybe that's not the time to say, well, you know, that's not really how Christianity is, or that's not really what the gospel is all about. 
that's not really what the Bible actually says. Like in your head, you might be thinking all those things. And in your head, like all those things might be very relevant to whatever that person shared, but it just might not be time. It might not be time. And that's okay. Right? God's going to work it all out in his perfect timing. Right? I know that. You know that. We all know that as Christians. But man, just to be part of that process and just to give some of your non-Christian friends an opportunity to share with you what they're struggling with, right? share with you the, the problems they have with Christianity, the problems they have with the Bible, the problems they have with the church, whatever, right? It would be so refreshing from their point of view to be able to share and then not feel like they're under attack immediately. Like not feel like, man, I wasn't ready you know, I didn't bring the shields. I didn't bring, you know, my ammunition. Like I, I was just coming to potentially talk with you. And now all of a sudden I just shared all this, you know, stuff that I've been struggling with. Man, how great would it be? And how much, how much trust would you win over with that person if after they did all that, you didn't say anything? You just said something to the effect of, man, thank you so much for sharing all that with me. That was some really serious stuff. That was some heavy stuff. Like I really, really appreciate you opening up to me in that, in that way. And in that regard, and then don't say anything. Don't say anything at all. I think that can be so effective. Like I can, I think that can be so so effective when it comes to representing Christ, and when it comes to you know sharing the gospel with the world. Again, there'll be times to crack open Hebrews. There'll be times to crack open you know Philemon, right? If you want a little little quick hitter for the afternoon, right? There'll be times when you can crack open these other guys, but that might not be the time. And I think that can be just as effective as, you know, sitting down with someone who comes to Christ in that moment. Just as, just as effective from God's vantage point. Maybe not our vantage point, of course, because the salvation moment might seem like the, the coup de grace, right? But it's like, man, from God's vantage point and the role that you play in the, you know, the process and the life cycle of a given person, it might not be for you to be there at the very end. It might not be for you to be there at the, you know, the climactic moment, the coup de grace moment. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But just stay open. Stay ready. God has you where you are for a reason. I know that's the case. I know that with every fiber of my being, wherever you are right now in your life, from a relationship standpoint, from a work standpoint, from a friend standpoint, from a geographic standpoint, God has you there for a very specific reason. And so just stay open, don't feel ill-equipped, and he's going to use you in some incredible ways. So that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope you guys got a little something from today. I hope you were, I hope you were left feeling encouraged and feeling kind of uplifted and maybe thinking about sharing the gospel in, uh, in some different ways. So if you guys want to like or share uh, or subscribe, the podcast, like, share, that's kind of a YouTube deal. But if you just want to subscribe to the podcast, hey, hop on over, leave me a rating and a review. That would really help too. And uh, that is it. That is all I have for you guys today. So I will see you guys next time.